You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. All right, welcome to today's episode of the YCA Podcast. We are here today. We got a topic we're going to be talking about. It is taking a new job. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the host today. I'm Cam Willis. I got my co-host, Brett Fields, and my co-host, Caleb Strickland, here. We are back at the Death Star. Back at the but Death Star. But how do we not trademark it, right? Not the yeah, non-trademark. There's, there's two T's in it. Yeah. Um, we're back in black, baby. That's right. So we're, we're here. Um, you know, again, I'm outnumbered again today. Uh, you know, I don't have my other co-hosts here. You know, Coach Davis is, is not with us today. And Coach Beck, who knows what Coach Beck's doing right now. I don't really know. But, you know, so we're stuck again. I'm the only offensive guy here. But <clears throat> today we are talking about taking a new job. And, you know, we'll talk about some different topics. we got the opening kick here soon. We'll talk about some different things try to share some of our own insights. We've all been different places. Yeah. And, you know, we'll kind of try to hit a few points here and there, and we'll walk you guys through this. But so that's kind of what we're doing today. That's our intro. We're going to move on to our opening kick. All right, guys. So coming back here, we got the opening kick of this podcast. And today we're just talking about, you know, a situation that not a lot of guys talk about. Um, It's not something that I've really heard on any type of podcast or – YouTube videos or anything like that. So that's kind of why we're going with this. Um, how how you take a new job? Like, how how does that happen? You know, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But for the opening kick, our question to Coach Willis and to Coach Strick is going to be, you know, this is kind of a blanket statement. I get it. We'll get into specifics later. But how do you handle accepting a new position? And And we're talking like – Coaching and teaching for most of us. I get some of us listening may not be teachers as well. Um, here in South Carolina, most of us are teachers and coaches as well. So one of you guys want to go ahead and start with that? Yeah, I mean, so, again, I, I think it's different for everyone, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the time that I moved down here, I was like 25 and single. Um, you know, didn't have anything besides my parents back home. And it was time for a new adventure. So it's a lot different from then than it is to now where I've, you know, I have a wife and, you know, we've kind of, you know, what do you call it? Uprooted, not uprooted, but we've kind of settled into a, yeah. a community that I love and, you know, things like that. So yeah. it's to me, like just speaking from my own personal, like agenda here, it, accepting a new position, it would have to be like the perfect case scenario for me. Uh, you know, you're looking at, as you get older, you're looking at community. Like, what kind of community are you in? What kind of school system are you in? Like, yeah. my wife is a teacher, so is she going to be able to get a job? Like, And, Coach, let me cut you off here because okay. I'm kind of running with this one today, guys, more or less the host of this one. So that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying what are the things that, like, how, how are you going to go about handling uh, or accepting a new position? So, like, You've already accepted that position. What what are some of the things you go through in that process? Or more uh, yeah. or less what I'm asking. I, I get that everybody's got different situations. Like, what do you mean, what do I go through? What, what um, Help me out. Guide me here where you want me to go. So I'm talking about things like how do you handle telling your, your current staff or your gotcha. previous staff? Um, how do you handle telling your head coach? How do you handle when you actually go through all that? Gotcha. I mean, you know, that's I, where I'm at. I think I'm I think I'm on so right. basically from the start, I would advise anyone that if you're looking to take another job, you need to be up front with whoever your head football coach or your head coach is at the time first. Yeah, your so supervisor. Yeah. First of all, like you I, I wouldn't apply for jobs and interview for jobs without telling my direct supervisor. So that's the you know, the main thing. Now, obviously if you're taking a job and it's whether it's a lateral move or a, or a you know a up the ladder type move, then obviously I feel like if you're working for someone that has your best interests at heart, then they're gonna you know it's it's gonna be okay. They're gonna be yeah. okay with that. 
as long as you've done it the right way. Right. So first and foremost, I'm going to say, hey, coach, there's these jobs or there's this job. I'm going to apply for it. You know, if I get yeah. it, I might take it. And, you know, so if that happens, you know, hopefully the person you work for, like I said, is going to be someone that understands and wants you to move up the ladder or wants you to move on to, to better things for you individually. Is that kind of? Yeah, Coach Strick, do you have anything to add on that part of it? Of on Maybe on, like, the legwork of doing it. Um, is there anything you want to add on that? Um, well, the <laughs> when I changed jobs, it was during COVID. Yeah, um, okay, so here we go. That was quite the experience. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. You know, plus, you know, our previous head coach had just stepped down at Ashley Ridge, Kitty Walker, who had right. brought me in. Um Sarville contacted me, so I went and talked to them, and then Coach Call, he left to go to Oceanside, so I didn't hear anything from Sarville, sit down, interview with Ashley Ridge, like a day or two later, Sarville calls me back, Yeah. after I assumed that that was done, back on Sarville, the next day, the schools <laughs> shut down, Yeah. so I've got a call basically everybody because we're not we're not going back to school anymore right right that was uh that was an interesting time yeah um especially have to do all that over the phone right and then you know <laughs> late like a month or two later meeting up uh coach self our defense coordinator to get a defensive playbook um in the parking lot everybody we, get, we got masks on because nobody knows what's going on <laughs> we all think you know it's like uh the happening at yeah. the time with mark Wahlberg, like you breathe the air you're done yeah oh. You know, especially that time period. Yeah, it's everybody thought that, you know. But uh, I, I guess that's what I was kind of trying to get at is everybody's got different experiences. But things like cliches that people say, like, don't burn, you know, bridges. Well, yeah. We're kind of talking about that today. Like, how do, you, how do you go about that? You know, and I think the first thing starts with when you're thinking about accepting a new position or even looking, you need to let your supervisor know because who's the first person you're – perspective job yeah they're gonna call them the first person they're gonna call yeah. especially with football like, they don't want to be blindsided man. that's for sure yeah they're calling your head coach and being like is is this guy yeah. legit is he the real deal absolutely you know so don't try to hide away from that you know even you may not think you have a great relationship with your head coach but you you need to just be straight up and tell them it's not worth going around well i think too like you can preface all of that by being communicating with your coach at the we time we talk about communication hey, like communicate time. like hey coach like i want to i, I want to move up i, I want to go from an assistant to a coordinator yeah. or i want to go from a coordinator to a head coach so you know at least be open with them like hey I, you know if a job comes open that i feel like is is good for me then you know i'm just letting you know i would like to at least explore those options and things like that so yeah up front with them is is a good way to start that whole process yeah and i think something that i do personally i have you know everybody's got really tight friends and then like kind of coaching friends and everybody's got acquaintances um especially on your own coaching staff so you got a couple guys that when you go through that process and you, you know, about to accept a job or you go ahead and go with it, you're going to, like, call them up or text those really close guys, like, from the jump, you know, oh, yeah. separately. Yeah. And another thing that I like to do, and I haven't done the best job of it, um, but I've, I've tried to make it a point if I, like, when I, you know, left cross, it wasn't the best of situations. It didn't happen in December where we both had plenty of time. I mean, Coach Wright had to scramble, man. Um, after I left, I'll just be honest, I left right after spring practice. The opportunity came up, and I had to take it. But I made it a point to at least reach out and uh, text all the guys on the staff and just tell them how much I appreciated working with them, you know. I think some guys just kind of leave, and if you're not super close with them, you don't really hear from them again. And it's 2022. Like, it's about to be 2023. Like, just text those guys. Yeah. You know, even if you think you aren't close with them, just – if you are taking a new position, just let those guys know, like, hey, I appreciated working with you. Yeah. Um, you know, you should. Don't don't lie. Yeah. But just just throw them something. Like, don't just leave them like a page unturned almost. Well, you that, know? that's your – when you're talking about don't burn bridges. Because let's just use Coach Fields, for example. Let's say Coach Fields in a couple of years gets a head coaching job. Well, maybe one of those guys at Cross that he worked with that worked under him because he was the coordinator there – you know, maybe he wants them to come coach Foreman, you yeah. know, in the future. Well, 
if you leave there with a, and you leave kind of a bad taste in those guys' mouth, then that's possibly someone that may not want to come and join that staff with you. So, yeah. like you're saying, like, you know, be courteous and, and be appreciative of the time that you were there and, and make sure you let those guys know that because, again, you don't want to burn any bridges. Nobody wants to do that. That's, no. you know, so I think that's what – But some people – I mean, some people do, Coach. Like, I'm, I'm sure I have. Yeah, I mean, you it's know, probably unintentionally. Right, right. I'm sure I have in some way or shape or form, but – I've definitely witnessed it before. Yeah, uh, we've sure we've Absolutely. all witnessed it, and that's what we're trying to get people to avoid. Yes, you know, no doubt. Um, and it's things that, like, seriously, I, I mean, I'm not like bragging on us, but I haven't really heard anybody talk about this kind of stuff before. This is no. why we're doing this. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think that's a pretty um, solid, you know, pretty solid start to this episode. Yeah, and and here's another thing I'll tell you, especially for young guys, you may have friends that make. Uh, six figures and they made job jump in other careers um, I'll be honest with you got some guys that I'm close with that when they were younger they they job jumped they're they're in a trade and they said screw you boss take this job and shove it I get two more dollars an hour but with coaching man our network is just so tight there's only so many high schools and staffs like if you become that guy you're that guy which I you do know? feel like I feel like there's less of those guys now. Yeah, um, and it might just be because of the economy, right? And it's, just, it's a lot. Yeah, it's harder. hard to. Yeah, but you know, I definitely, you know, early in my you know year eight, so I remember like yeah. my first year or so, where there's a lot more guys moving around, bouncing around, and right. It seems like things have kind of settled a yeah. little bit, at least in the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit hard to move around now. Yeah. Um, really, uh, it's getting to be almost anywhere in South Carolina at this point. Yes, um, we're you know we're obviously in South Carolina, so but in the beautiful Low Country, absolutely. Who would want to move from here? Uh, I don't I don't know, Bo. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of our opening kit, guys. And we're going to get more in depth with it, but just want to you know bring that first question. I know it's kind of vague, but kind of think about it as well. How have you handled? you know, something in your past, taking a new position, or have you even moved on from where you first started coaching? You know, things yeah. that you need to think about. So that kind of wraps up our opening kick, and we'll get on to the first drive now. All right, so moving on to the first drive segment. Um, and, you know, real quick, Coach Fields is kind of hosting this episode, and he made one mix-up already. Uh, we started the first drive segment, and we didn't get our signature – yeah, so he, he did that. This is his first time really hosting the episode. I, defensive so. guys don't really have 10-play scripts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's cover zero. We're still running these slants. we got to do it. It's on my paper. Listen, you not, that's not true with me. I'm, I'm probably the first one that doesn't even have a script. But Guys, Coach Willis takes his paper and just throws it in the stands. I don't even – I do all this work on it during the week, and I'm like, I never even look at it. He's squinting because he's wearing he wears see. glasses, and he says he can't see. That's why he can't get a CDL, yeah. quote, unquote. Well, that, that is true. I have paperwork that proves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it up. He probably paid the damn doctors. But <laughs> CDL Dodger over here. Yeah, CDL Dodger. <laughs> yeah, Tell him strict. I'm getting I'm getting ganged up on by these I love it. coaches. I love yeah. it. I've been waiting months for hey, this strict. CDL coaches do now. The yeah, gang. Oh, sorry. Let the us defensive know. slash CDL guys. Yeah, let us know. Listen, I will say, quick plug for CDL drivers. Get your CDL if you can. I'm dead serious. Your freaking school district pays for it, first yes. of all. Um, I mean, unless you're in some kind of weird school district, but – well, and like, so what I run into, you know, I, I took the head coach or the head golf job last year, and it would have been really, really awesome if I had my own CDL because all I need is a small bus, but we have issues with bus drivers. It's been like that since the COVID stuff. And, you know, I, I had to fill out paperwork, and we would, there would be times where we didn't get bus drivers. Yeah. And so our kids had to drive to matches, and that's just not a good situation. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to go together and to come back together, or at least let the parents sign out. So, uh, we're making fun, but if you can get your CDL, especially as a, if a young guy's listening to this, get your CDL as quickly as possible. Because yep. trust me, there are coaches that put out like ads for coaching positions, and it says CDL preferred. I've seen it. Yep. So I'm telling you, that's that's some advice. If well, you take one thing away from this episode, is get your CDL. <laughs> well, I mean, heck, depending on <laughs> depending on where you are, it's a, another way to make money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, we kind of went off on a tangent. We're going to jump into our first drive segment. So I'm going to give Coach Fields the, the, the go-ahead here.
for our first drive segment. All right, I guess I can go now. You, you got it now. So, uh, guys, this first question on the first drive, it's really our only question for this one is, what are some experiences you've had when starting a new coaching position? So this can be your own personal experiences yeah. here. Who's coach first? Willis, you want to go start? first? Go, go ahead, first. Coach. Uh, I mean, I've had, like, different – I try to think about every time that I've taken a new job, and it's there's always different experiences. I mean, because, like, you come into it and you're just like – what am I walking into? Like, you have no idea. Like, you, you have an idea maybe of what you think it should be like, but then you walk into it and you're just like, I, I don't know. And, and especially, like, if you're younger, like, you come into it and you're like, well, these guys are all smarter than me. Yeah. And, and some of – and I, I will say, there might be some people that come into it and say, well, I'm smarter than most of these people here. But that wasn't any, any of the case for me. Um but just experiences for me, like, you know, I've, I've come in and I've seen that it, it doesn't have to be – I thought, like, man, I'm a coach now. i got to be, like, robotic and, like, i got to do this. And I, but when I first, you know, started coaching when I was in college at Chapman, the guys that I worked with, like Coach Jay Guest and Coach Carr and Coach Gray, those guys that I worked with that we've talked about before, they were, like, laid back and, and yeah. like, loosey-goosey and having fun. And they try to make it fun for the kids. So – you know, I guess it was good for me starting out in college that when I came into it, it wasn't like, oh, so serious. We got to do this, 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 and this. And it was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So just that was the first thing that came to my mind as far as experiences. And I might can come around with something else here in a minute. But that was kind of my first experience as a head coach coming into it that, you know, you need to have a little fun with it too. And yeah. those guys kind of showed me that and kind of lightened it up for me and, and kind of eased me into it a little bit where I wasn't so nervous about stuff. So yeah. that's kind of my experience there um well i kind of touched on earlier uh changing coaching positions and uh schools during covid it's would not advise it um <laughs> yeah that's just, that's a that's a different when, uh, animal there when covid 34 comes around yeah. just stay uh, where you're at yeah but you know just having to do you know zoom well not zoom teams and yeah you know, phone call google meets up. and yeah. this uh, and that just, yeah that was that was difficult um uh, and then obviously you know <laughs> we couldn't work out in the summer and that we had like groups of nine, so I didn't even get to meet the kids. That was a very uh, weird uh, yeah. experience for transitioning yeah, absolutely. jobs. Um, but you know, it definitely with you know coming in um, from you know rival school back to yeah. my alma mater. That was that was a little interesting. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the school that you go to is going to be different than the school you work at just over time. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, seeing those differences and everything else that that definitely you know something to prepare yourself for, good or bad. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty much all of them were positive in my case. Uh, but you know, that's something that you know you don't like if you if you've never coached at your alma mater, you know, that's something. And I'm sure you probably you know you've probably seen that too. You know, just. Things well, are up, yeah. So, and that's we've all. It's weird. It's we've funny. all coached we, at our alma mater at some yeah. point. This before, yeah. Yeah. And so, like my thing now, thinking about like what you're touching on is, I remember the first time when I was at Chapman when we played against my alma mater, and it was the weirdest that's thing I've ever weird. experienced. Yeah, that's ever a weird feeling. Oh, it yeah. is weird. I mean, shoot, I remember you know when I was at the Ridge, you know, first time went to uh, went to Sarnville, played them. Plus, you know, my dad had just passed like a year or two before. I, mean, I broke down and cried. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, just, you know, being back where I grew up and then just with everything else, all the emotion. And you're on the opposite sideline. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And, and honestly, just about every time we went there, it, it happened every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's definitely, you know, a different experience there. Yeah. Um, that's, Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, to you know, just staying, you know, you know, a lot of the guys I coached with, I still I still text with, talk with, yeah. you know, still consider them friends. Um, just like there were some guys that coached with over at Ashton Ridge that have gone on to different schools. I'm still in contact with all yeah. those guys as well. Yeah. yeah. Coach Fields, what about you? Yeah, so everybody, everybody, I think this is everybody, it starts off, you know, you, you're talking to, let's, you know, we, we kind of primarily football, but you talk to your head football coach that you're about to work for and you interview with them and maybe you interview with that principal too and the, and the AD and they're all, <coughs> excuse me, those, those three main people, major people are super excited. They're all about getting you in. 
you know, and then you, you take that job and it's just like, all right, this is super awkward. Like there's always, I don't care who you are when you first step on that campus or in that weight room or, you know what I mean? On that practice field, like when you first, very first get around those guys that don't really care if you were hired or not, I'm talking about assistants here, Yeah. you know, or other side of the ball. It's awkward, man. It really is. Um, me personally, uh, I'm I'm kind of I wouldn't say shy, but I don't talk much when I first meet somebody because I I'm an observer, you know, and I don't want to start acting like I'm the big swing and whatever, you know. Um, so I think some experiences that I've had have all honestly been awkward, right? Yeah. Um, even you know because it's it's funny like that that guy who's interviewing you was he's all about getting you like he's all about it. But his freaking offensive line coach might not care if you're there. He's like, but I don't really care. We're just yeah, – You're just the next guy that's coming in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he, he might have even had a guy that he yeah, wanted to bring in. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, once again, I'm just hitting it again. Like, nobody's really talking about stuff like this. But overall, the experiences I've had have been pretty good, man. I mean, some of those guys on the staff may not know how to approach you. Um, I, I've – I guess I'm the most recent of getting on a new staff this summer. I was it was after spring ball, uh, met those guys. I and <laughs> I coached, you know, with guys that I played for this year. So I already kind of knew, you know, Coach Zare and uh, Coach Tim Wash. I I knew them, but like the offensive guys at Cane Bay, I'd never been around. You know, I'd heard their names before, seen them, but I didn't really know them. So it was kind of awkward at first. You know what I mean? Like. They're, they're great guys. We talk every time we see each other now. But there's definitely some awkwardness you've got to get over when you first take a job. And, you know, I, I haven't been like a high-level, big school coordinator, head coach, but I feel like that's got to be awkward too, right? Like, once again, there's dudes that they're, they're like, all right, are you, you, you about to evaluate me and fire me, you know? Uh, um, yeah. You know, coming in. So that's something that people don't talk about. It's going to be awkward. Um, but, you know, change is good, right? Yeah. So just something that I don't think people talk about. Enough. Well, I mean, you know, just speaking from my experience coming down here, and I'll, I'll talk about that kind of later on yeah. in a different topic. But, like, coming down here, it says, you know, you asked about coaching, like, in a new position. Just position in general. When I moved to Berkeley, I was – I came here and I was – I honestly, it was a football position open, but I didn't know what I was going to coach. Right. And it, I only coached quarterbacks and receivers – well, then I come in and coach running backs, and I'm like, okay, well, never coached that before, so let me do some homework and some research and talk to some people. But yeah. so I had to come into it in the summer, in the middle of the summer, and you know I hadn't coached running backs, and so that was another experience. I'm like, man, this is kind of nerve wracking. Yeah, I'm about to coach a position for a five A what time four A program, and I've never even coached this position before. Right. So it was, it was, it was interesting, you know. But that's like you said, a lot of people don't talk about some of these things, and so I think this is a a pretty good episode that we're working on right here. All right, so that's a pretty good uh, start to the opening kick there. Uh, was that the opening kick? No, that was the first, first drive. drive. That's first drive. Oh, yeah, you forgot the ding-ding, and we did the ding-ding there. So. Yeah, man. All right, we're going to move on now to our Cover 3 segment. All right, guys, so we're going to keep this one rolling. Hopefully you're enjoying it so far. So we're going to get to our Cover 3. It's going to be one question. We're looking for three answers. All right, get ready for it. Here we go. All right, so going to throw this to these other guys here. Uh, what are three, and this is like their personals here, but what are three personal non-negotiables you have when looking for a new position or interviewing for a new position? Okay, um, I, I'll take this one. Uh, yeah. So just, just to understand the circumstance that I'm in now, I'm in a community that I like. I like my teaching job. And, you know, I'm okay. You know, obviously I'm, I'm a coach, a head coach myself for the golf team, which is a, it's a fun job. So we're looking at another, like if I'm going to take another job somewhere else, the things that I'm going to be looking at or, or the things that are non-negotiable for me is, for one, I'm not going to go to an area that I don't feel like I'll enjoy living. Yeah. Like if, you know, I, I live in a good community right now and I love it. My wife grew up here. Yeah. And you know, I'm a I'm a member at a golf course and that those kind of things like matter. I'm not like, like a super nice country club, but it's uh, we don't make that kind of money now. Like let me Offensive preface guys that. Having a backtrack yeah. right let me here. let yeah. me preface that. Like I'm not over here rolling in cash. I'm just saying like it's a local country club. It's it's a nice course for around here. I love it. Um but anyway, 
So I want to make sure, like I'm not going somewhere where I'm not going to enjoy living. And then the second thing for me that's non-negotiable is the teaching position. I have a great teaching position right now. Um, it's probably the most fun I've had teaching since I've started teaching. So that's kind of the second thing. And then the third thing is who am I going to work for? Like I'm, I've been coaching. I think this is my, I'm finishing up my 14th year of coaching. Yeah. I'm not just going to go and uproot what I'm doing right here or where I'm at to go coach for someone that I don't know or I don't trust. Right. So that me personally in my life, I'm 33 years old, about to be 34. It's where am I going to go? Where am I going to live? What kind of teaching job I'm going to have? Because again, football season is, you know, technically August to December if you make it that far. But I have to teach every single day, you know, other than when we get off. That's right. Time like that. So that's the second one. And then who am I going to work for? Like, I want to make sure I either know the person or I at least know of their reputation or you know what they're about and things like that. Yeah. So that's kind of my three non-negotiables. Um. Yeah. You know. I kind of agree there in the terms of you know, area, you know, your teaching job, and then yeah. who you work for. Uh, fortunately, right now, I, I, your, bo- I, your boxes are checked. Yes, I love working for Coach Raff. You know, he's he's done a great job. Um, he's, I feel like our program's going the right direction. He's done a great job with us as a staff. Yeah, you know, and then you know, area. Well, heck, this is where I grew up. That's yeah. right. I know people here. Uh, I live like 10 minutes from the school, so if I need to get home to let my dog out, I can do that. And I've got a pretty good job. Um, now, who's to say 15 years down the road, 10 years? Yeah, I mean, you never know what life's going to throw at you. You know, Absolutely. If I were to go somewhere else down the line, first thing I'd be looking at is, is it someplace where I can have a house with some property? <laughs> so That's I can right. just put yeah. a stand in my That's backyard? Right. Yeah. You know, I'm jealous of some buddies I went to college with. And, you know, one, one of my buddies got like nine acres, and he sends me pictures of deer in his backyard. Well, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd be all right with that. I mean, I yeah. know that's not really coaching related, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Just... I'm happy with my coaching job, my teaching job. So yeah, like if I was gonna look for something else, I'd be like, well, well that'd be kind of cool. There's a non-negotiable for you right there. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be kind of an upgrade for you, honestly, yeah. in your personal life. Yeah, you know, because you're happy with it right now. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm Coach just kind of going to piggyback off of these guys. Like, um, you know, you got to make sure your family is okay with it first. Yep. Your significant other, you know, you can't just leave them out to dry. Um, a lot of times I know with coaching and teaching, um, you try to look for a job for them too. You know, honestly, um, you can't just leave them out of the wolves or leave them wherever you're from. Um, so make sure your family's okay with that. I mean, I'm kind of like Strick. I grew up around here. My significant other grew up around here, and both of our families are here. So it's really easy. Um, and my dog doesn't like to get in the car and go anywhere either. <laughs> Thor uh, does not like to hey, ride. Don't, don't say his name. He might come running oh, back. That's true. Oh, shoot. Shoot. oh, boy. Yep. No, we're good. All right, we're good. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a huge one right there. Um, it, it's Everybody looks at all these jobs. Let, let's be real. You you look at these jobs when you see them, and you're like, man, maybe you got to be kind of realistic with that too, which we'll hit on later. But um, a non-negotiable for me would be like, is it going to uproot everything you're doing? Kind of like what Coach Willis said. Is it just going to completely change your life? It's probably not worth it unless it's changing it for the better. Yeah. You know, um, like I'm kind of piggybacking – off of Coach Willis here a lot, a lot of these answers. Like, I'm going to work for somebody that I trust and respect for sure. Um, you know, what's the teaching position going to be like? All three of us sitting down are teachers. We're all PE teachers. Those jobs don't come by very easily. Which I want to interrupt you. We are the – sorry, Coach. But we're the smartest teachers in the school regardless of what Absolutely. some people may say. No doubt about I it. Mean, your trigonometry teacher might be able to <laughs> – they might be able to beat us in, you know, you know some fractions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. can you beat us at dodgeball? Like, yeah. I'm, well, just no, I'm just kidding. I was just going to say we get to wear shorts there. Exactly. Absolutely. Get paid Amen. the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, Coach. Finish your – because I got something to throw right back at you when you finish. Yeah, yeah. And I think something is like – is another non-negotiable for me is, is this going to help me with my overall goal? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, is this move, am I butt hurt because my head coach is hard on me and 
I'm not instantly the defensive coordinator of wherever I am, so now I'm butt hurt and going to get mad and leave. Like, if if you're taking a new position, that's a big deal. It's a lot of change you're going to have to deal with. So is it is it conducive to you 15 years down the road? Is how you Even if you're a young guy, especially if you're a young guy, you've got to really look at that and go, oh, man, I know that school's got a little bit of potential, yeah. but look at that record and look at what they've had. Like, you, you really got to make a move, I think, coaching-wise, that's going to benefit you in the long run. So you, you, you know? kind of stole kind of the direction I was going to go here. And let me – so Coach Fields forgot to say that this is scripted. He oh, usually says it every every episode. Yeah. We do script these things. But I'm going to go it's off the – I'm section. going to go off the script a little bit. Sure. So let's – we're, we're talking about our personal experiences. We're all yeah. in our – well, you're not you're not 30 yet, are you? You're I'm still 29. Your, he's he's 29. Yeah, he's close enough. We're in the 30s, so let's let's walk in the shoes of a 22, 23, 24 year old. Sure. Now, so let's go back to Don't that. Don't get creases in them though. <laughs> Let let's go back to that mind frame and yeah. let's let's talk about what the non negotiables negotiables will be in that situation. Like, does it change? Is it the same? Because I'll be honest, when I was that age. I wasn't really concerned about, oh, what kind of community am I going to live in? Or, like, what kind of teaching job am I going to get? Like, yeah. I didn't have that mindset then, but I do now. So, well, when you're, when you're that age, you may not have a choice. True. That's true. You know I mean, you're just trying to get your foot in the door somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be too, too big time to, oh, I, I, I'm not going there. Like, yes. No, you got you to gotta take what you get. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, if you, have a, if you have a choice, then so be it. Or if you... Do have some things? It's like, oh, I absolutely can't do that. Then okay, but for the most part, you kind of, kind of just gotta take what you got. Yeah. So I mean, like, think back to when you were twenty-four, which is like the year ago, because you're still in your twenties. So let's say twenty-two. It, you know, if you, because you've been coaching a little while, you started when you were younger. Yeah, I started so when I was eighteen. Think about it, like lower level stuff. If you had a chance to go get a varsity job somewhere at that young age, and you had three to four options. What, what kind of things are going to eliminate those jobs? So I'll be honest with you. We went through a, a – this this isn't – when I was that young, um, I was – what were we saying, 22? Yeah, 22, 23, somewhere sure. there. I was finally graduating college at CSU, and I started coaching at Berkeley B team and JV. I did it kind of like Strick. I was the JV head coach, quote, unquote. Um, and I, I you couldn't tell me nothing at that point, but – I was at a place, Berkeley, that I knew we, we had a bad streak at that time, but I knew at some point it was going to get righted, and there wasn't a lot of places in the low country I really wanted to go anywhere else. Yeah, you were in a good situation. Um, so me personally, I just I didn't really look to leave. I liked the head coach, and then when a new head coach came in, I knew he was a good coach. And, you and know, he had, he had a and punter then, too. Yeah, and, and yeah, then I came, easy. and he was <laughs> – Coach Fields was super excited when I came around. I, I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I can't even remember how <laughs> Coach – it's funny when you go back and you're like, damn, that guy's like my bro now. Like I was in this dude's wedding, but I can't yeah. remember the first – our first interactions as coaches together. Nah. It's kind of funny how that works out. Yeah, we got – there's some more stuff that kind of gets into that. But uh, I went off on a tangent. That's okay. But um, I, I think I'm kind of an old soul – at heart anyway this I mean I, I oh, definitely yeah. thought that I definitely had an ego at that time that I was I was going to be a head coach by now for sure but at the same time like I was around a, a lot of older guys and I was kind of grounded I didn't have the same college experience I was coaching b-team football and jv football and working in a metal shop and going to all my classes were 8 a.m's because that's what I had to do so I don't know if they would really change that much I mean I want to stay in the low country. I'll be, and I say I'll be and will be. Be honest with yourself if you're listening to this in South Carolina. Like, there's a lot of places in South Carolina that may have a better football coaching job, but the living situation is not what you currently want. Yeah, I'm so, just going to be this is what we're here for well, to be well, real. And I can kind of so again, I grew up in the upstate, yeah. and, and I moved down here. So, and I the reason I thought about that question is because when I was that age, when I was working for Coach Tannehill. I was like, okay, this dude is going to – I'm going to learn so much from him. And I did. Yeah. And I was like, now when I move on, I'm going to go – I, I want to be an OC yeah. ASAP. And yeah. so 
It was like, thinks that. Well, and it was like, where can I go? The next step is going to be the next step up, and then I'm going to get up to the next step and all that. Yeah. Well, then I came down here, and, you know, things change. Like, you get older, and, and you know, priorities do change a little bit. But then I, I've been lucky enough to be in this situation at a good school, yeah. a good community. And people don't always get that opportunity, and some people go – in podunk somewhere in Egypt or whatever, and they don't get that same opportunity or circumstance. But I'm just saying, like, when I was that age, I was different as compared to yeah. what I am now. Like, it's going to yeah. change. But, I mean, I was just wanting to get, like, an idea. Like, what did you think when you were 24 as compared to 34 for us? Like, you're not there yet, but. I was just, like, strict said I was just trying to get a PE job, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that, the struggle is real out of college. So scared. I was like, yeah. man, I don't really want to leave Berkeley, but if they don't have any PE jobs, it is what it is. Same for me. I I almost had to leave Union with Coach Tannehill because they didn't have a full-time job for me, yeah. and then, you know, something worked out. So Yeah. Well, and you, know, you know, on the job talk, you know, there were – there are some coaches I've worked with that were at some really good programs that weren't even in Podunk. I mean, they were in, you know, some pretty big areas. And one of the things they said, you know, when he came came over, it was like, you know, football was great, but everything before it was awful. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you yep. might you might be going to a place where they've got a great football history or a great program, but if the daytime. If you're miserable or you're happy. If you're not getting paid the big bucks, this stuff matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's why we're talking about it. I mean, because, again, you said people don't necessarily talk about all this stuff. So, um, you guys, I think that's a pretty good, you know, that's the cover three segment. So, I think we can go ahead and wrap that segment up and move on to the air it out, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, moving on here to the air it out segment. Uh, We've had some really good stuff so far, guys. I mean, it's, I feel like this is a really good episode and, and, like Coach Field said, a lot of things that people don't really talk about, you know, it's it's everybody wants to talk about, oh, being a head coach and how do I get to do this and how do I get to do that? Well, this is kind of the real stuff, some stuff that we've all kind of experienced. So, yep. uh, yeah, but anyway, air it out segment. We'll kind of talk about a couple more topics here and then we'll wrap this thing up. So uh, kind of the, the question to jump us into this a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and get it started. There it is. There it is. All right. So how do you balance being realistic with looking at new job opportunities? I think you got to look at yourself first. Okay. Look at yourself, look at your resume and be honest with yourself first. I feel like that's a lot of problems in life. Not only with coaching, it can be personal as well, but look at yourself, see where you're at right now and see if it's even worth wasting your time and somebody else's time. Honestly, um, you know, knowing people is huge, 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 especially in coaching. Um, and uh, Coach Parker does a great job of saying, you know, who knows you? You, know, you, you might know Nick yeah. Saban, yeah. but if he doesn't know you, it exactly. doesn't matter. He, You may have shook his hand one time, but it, it, it doesn't matter. So yeah, You took that picture at Denny's, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shaking his hand at the clinic does not mean he's going to hire you to be his next analyst. Right. We, we've got the same order. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it goes for, you know, high school coaching too. Like if you're a young guy and, and you know, some guys, it, it may help you jump into the next role. But if you're trying to apply to be the OC somewhere where you don't know anybody at the school and you're an assistant at a lower level school that, that went 500 for the past two years, you got to be realistic with yourself, man. Um, I, I mean, it's great to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I could take this job. But before you really go into doing all that and letting your head coach know what you're doing, you need to think about stuff like this. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's good to always prepare yourself for, you know, obviously shoot for the stars. Like, we're not saying, oh, hey, settle for being, you know, a B-team running backs coach your whole right. life we're saying I mean, like so, heck, some people that's that that's what they want to do too. exactly yeah and so like you know be realistic like you can prep and like like plan and prepare to be yeah. you know moving up the ladder but be realistic about it like again like it, let's just say you are a b-team coach i mean it's it's not very realistic to think that you're going to get a varsity offensive coordinator job after one year's experience being a b-team running backs coach right so that that's kind of you know what we're saying like be realistic about it um 
because it's it's easy to get into this like, well, man, you know, I'm so much better than this. I could be the coordinator here or whatever. But you know, it's there's a process to it, and it's not just going to happen overnight. So you tell the kids to trust the process. Yes. So you got to do the same thing. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yes, I mean that that's that's kind of the first little topic we want to talk about. Now the next one's you know something again that we've all experienced, and it's talking about the you know, some of the things that were uncomfortable when taking a new job. And so you guys can kind of share some experiences. Yeah, so we've kind of hit on this, we know, but we're going to kind of get in more specifics. Uh, Coach Strick, you want to start us off, or what do you think here? Um, yeah, well, it, like I said, you know, when you when you do take the new job, it is awkward when you play, go against your old team. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing that really prepares you for that, um, especially, you know, whether you left on a good standing or a bad standing, I mean, I left on a good standing. I imagine for the guys left in bad, it's probably worse. <laughs> probably <laughs> versus you know a shaking bit hands. More awkward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What versus you know if somebody you know told them to kiss their ass on the way out, you know, that probably wouldn't. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be too happy to see them. Bleep bleep. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know that that's that is a bit awkward. Um, you know, the first time and you know going back to where you were and just seeing things on the other side right um, and or just you know different places do things differently yeah um, yep that can be uncomfortable is trying to find out those things that you think you know or you think that this is the only way you do it and yeah. then you get to a new program and they don't do it like that it's very awkward oh yeah yeah and you know just from my own experience you talk about uncomfortable how about coming two and a half hours away from where you grew up into a new place that I mean you knew about. I obviously, my, one of my, my best friend, my best man in my wedding went to Berkeley High School, so I knew about Berkeley and I knew Berkeley, Somerville. You know, there's Wando down here in Stratford, stuff like that. Yeah. But the uncomfortableness about driving down here in the summertime, I'm staying with my buddy Mark's parents, and then I come to summer workouts. I know nobody except for the head coach who interviewed me, right? And I only know him through the interviews right. and playing against him up, you know, back home or whatever, right. and. You know, being uncomfortable in a summer workout setting where you don't know any of the kids and you don't know any of the coaches. Yeah, and it's I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, you just jump in there and Coach Robinson's like, hey, you got this, you know, you got this station over here. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you're you're trying to coach these kids that you don't know. That yeah, they don't even, they're like, who's this weird dude standing over here watching us now? Yeah. Like, we don't know this guy. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's an uncomfortable part about taking a new job. Like, you got to walk into a setting, for the most part, that you don't know, like, you know, if you're a head coach and you can bring some guys with you, that's a little bit different. But if you're an assistant coach and you're going somewhere new and you don't know anybody, it, it's a little, like you said, it's awkward. Like you don't, you know, it's it's tough to respond in that environment. Yeah. So that's a little bit of my experience. Yeah, I, I just piggyback off of that. I think there's different levels of this too that people don't understand is when you're, uh, I know there's a lot going into being an assistant. I am one right now, but. There's different levels. When you go in to be a coordinator, man, you kind of got to, like, lay that law down now with the team. Uh, yeah. I had to do that last year uh, with Cross. Like, the first time I met the kids, we were in a science lab. The offensive line coach, Jimmy Woods, is a freaking awesome guy, great coach. He's been getting after it. He's actually a doctor, Dr. Woods. Um, I'm meeting these kids for the first time in a science lab, you know, watching film of Dutch Fork. It wasn't even them just kind of laying out what I wanted to do and all that. And Coach Wright just let me run with it, man. And it's a different level coming in as a coordinator from assistant. And assistant, you can kind of joke around with other position groups and kind of be your boys. Like those those Cane Bay offensive linemen, I mess with them all the time on Twitter. You know, these seniors just graduated. I, I love those guys, but – when you're a coordinator, you kind of – you got to lay down the law. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. you, you got to set the standard now of what you want, um, and obviously even more as a head coach. So it was pretty uncomfortable for me coming in as a coordinator last year, even though it was a 1A school, like, hey, guys, this is the things we're going to fix. These are the things we're going to get better at, and these are the things I expect out of you. Um, and I think that's something that people don't talk about. When you're assistant, you can be that with your position group. But it's a little easier to kind of come in and smooth it over, you know. 
Yeah, and you and you got to do that with your coaches too. Like you're you're you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're coming in like in Coach Fields, his experience. Like he he leaves Berkeley where had a lot to do with our defensive game plan. Him and the other defensive coaches did a great job for the the years that I was there with him. And now Coach Fields goes from being that assistant to now he has guys working under him. So not only are you having to like lay guy. it down, lay it down to the guy. What 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 I miss? One A. It was a guy. Uh, well, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. and he's probably listening right now. I brought yeah. him on. You know. But so I mean, again, yeah. like you're going from you know you're kind of learning from somebody or working with somebody. Now you're putting it down for the kids, and you got to put it down for yeah. the, the coaches. Yeah, as well, I mean, or you're, coach. you're you're 28, and even yeah. those offensive guys across, I kind of you know, Coach Wright wanted to involve them in the defense too, and you should one A like telling a. 50-year-old guy, what you want at 28 is going to be awkward, guys. It is. But, you know, have a personality and don't necessarily be a dick the entire time, you know. Um, With the kids, you need to be sharp and stern. But it's also awkward coming in at a higher level than assistant and telling guys older than you what to do. I mean, this is the Young Coaches Association. Like, we joke around about it, but that's going to be hard, you know. But you got to build that relationship with that guy. You have to. Yeah, but from the start, it's going to be very awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, anytime you you go to a new place, you have to deal with, again, like approaching your new coworkers. Like you're coming into a situation, whether you're just coming to be another assistant, like I was at Berkeley, and that's that's, you know, how do you go in and approach that situation? And and like for me, like I said, it was it was tough because like here's guys that have been here at Berkeley pretty much their whole life, and then you throw in a couple of us who hadn't. And, like, how do you go in? So I had to come in, and I didn't say a whole lot. Like, I, I just worked with Coach Tannehill, and I, I felt very confident in, you know, my ability to, I guess, you know, come in and, and help in the pass game. But you can't just come in and say, hey, guys, I'm going to come in here and help our passing game. That's not, like, you know, h- how things work. Yeah, so for me, like, when I was at Berkeley, I, I came in, and I there was a lot of just listening. I just I listened, and I, and I talked to the assistant coaches, and – you know, whatever Coach Robinson needed me to do, that's pretty much what I did. And I spent a lot of time with Coach Cantrell, you know, trying to, you know, match up our philosophies and things like that and input when I had to or when I needed to. But it was mostly just, hey, I need to focus on being the best running backs coach that I can be. And then I did a little bit of JV coaching too. You know, I got to call some plays on Thursdays, and, and that was fun and stuff like that. Got to spend a little bit of time with my boy Coach Fields over here on, on Thursday nights and rocking yep. and rolling. Yep. couple yeah, of these so, trips. So uh, – that's kind of my experience is how have you guys approached like new coworkers when you've taken on new jobs? Well, I mean, it's also too, cause you know, when you, when you spend some time at a school, you get to know the kids, you know, you, the names, things that happen, you come into a different school. You don't know any of that. So they may be talking about something that happened two or three years ago and you're just standing there and you've got nothing to add. Yeah. And then if you do add something, it's about a kid, they don't know who it is. Absolutely. So they just kind of look at you. Yeah, it's like okay, that's kind of yeah. that's a cool story. It's like anyway, <laughs> but between that and you know the, all the all the inside jokes that you don't have any because you're you're not on inside. Yeah, hey, you're brand new now. Yep. So yeah, that and you know just getting to know everybody's personalities and yeah. you know things that might annoy some people. Some people might like certain things. Yeah, because you know you got you got to know the room. You got to know the personalities. Same thing with the kids. For sure. You know, every kid responds differently. Yep. Some kids will completely shut down with a butt chewing. Some kids will run through a wall. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, finding that like you you got you got to test it out, and you're going to be wrong at times. Yeah, yeah. Find that balance. You got to find you got to find a way. Yep. Coach Fields, what about you? When you've had to go new places, how do you approach that? Um, I'm. I said it kind of in the beginning, like. I'm kind of shy uh, when you first get around me. I'm not going to talk very much. Um, you might think I have like a dry sense of humor for the most part. Um, I kind of listen. I take everything in. The first thing I'm going to do when I'm approaching new coworkers, I'm going to find the chain of command. So if I'm an assistant, I'm finding out who the right-hand man is now. Like who makes the thing go when the head coach isn't around. Yeah, know? I like that. like that. Um, that's just something I'm doing. I'm – I'm people watching at Walmart, dog. Like, I'm sitting back and I'm just watching it and seeing what happens. And, you know, like Coach Willis said, I'm 
I'm coaching what my head coach wants me to do, but you got to remember at the same time, like, especially if you're an assistant or even a, especially a lower level guy, like your head coach of the program is probably super excited to get you there. The rest, <coughs> excuse me, the rest of those guys might not care. Yeah. You know, so, and kind of like Coach Strick talked about, like, don't come in there and just start yapping about all these stories and all these things you've done, you know, like don't be the show off guy. The first impression is huge with coaches. Yes. It may take you a long time. If you mess up with that staff, it may take a long time for you to fix it. So, you know, I, I'm i not saying I go up there and shake everybody's hands and ask them where they've been and all this. That that comes with being around them more. But when you first approach a new staff or coworkers, my kind of advice, I guess, would be to find the chain of command. Like Coach Trick said, find the personalities. <laughs> There's some guys when you go on different staffs, you go, yep, I know that personality. He's just like so-and-so, you know, because then you know how to handle or approach those guys. Like, you don't want to come up to the pissed-off offensive line coach, I mean, when he's madder than a hornet's nest, to try to get something done or try to get something from him, you know. And you're you're coming in blind, so you've got to find out. You've got to do the legwork on all that, you know. Yeah, and don't don't go try to help Uncle Gary with laundry after we just won twenty eight to twenty one. So yeah. <laughs> that's a that's an inside thing. Inside, like, yeah. see, there you go. I don't know exactly. I wasn't a part of that. I, I don't know if Uncle Gary, Coach Christensen, Gary Christensen, I, Coach Fields, and I worked at Berkeley together, and Coach Christensen was the defensive coordinator at the time. And so I, I made the joke one day that him and Coach Ward was like my uncles. So that's Uncle Gary and Uncle Mike. And he's probably not listening to this. Maybe he is. I'll try to get him to listen to it at some point. But I think we had, you might have been there, Strick. I think we beat Ashley Ridge 28 to 21, maybe. Oh, that was a ball game over there with the uh, scoreboard wasn't working? I don't – maybe. I don't know. Our, one of our ki- – our kid we, got knocked out, like, in the second quarter or something. Oh, yeah. We, one of your dudes was out, and then we – Y'all's, y'all's dude. We're not going to go into it, <laughs> yeah. it for a while. Either way, so we won 28-21. to 21. We were not happy defensively. And Coach Fields and I, you know, we always stayed to help with laundry after games on Friday nights. And I, I went to go help Coach Christensen, like, fold some pants or something. And he was like – I was like, I got you, Coach. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, I'll help you. And he's like slung a desk somewhere and, you know, any of that stuff. So, uh, it, it was an interesting time there. And, you know, but, again, fun times. You know, inside joke there. Um, but that's kind of leading us into our next little – our last question of this aired out. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of get into that. Uh, you know, this has been a great episode. Uh, talking about some things that a lot of people don't talk about very much. But just the last thing – you just guys go around. We've kind of hit on a lot of this stuff already, but just kind of summarize it and give some advice to a young coach that's looking into a new job opportunity. Coach Fields, you want to go first? Yeah, grass isn't always greener. Like Coach Trick talked about, he, he's a guy who's telling you all right now he's happy where he is. He's completely happy where he is. So the grass isn't always greener. Um, do your research before you even think about hitting that app a track or – Sending that resume to whoever that head coach is, do your research. You know, not only just that football program, if it's a move for you, find out what that town's going to be like or what that area is going to be like, what housing prices are going to be like, simple things like that. You know, and the final thing I would say is, is this going to help you? If you're looking to make a move somewhere, is this going to help you to your career goal? Yeah. Go straight. Um, you know, don't be too good for anything. Um, if you are going to go somewhere, you know, make sure that you are fully bought in to go into that place. Yeah. Like if a kid in your position group needs a ride, you need to be willing to go get them. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, don't be too good to go out and work on the field or anything. So, oh, I, I don't want to do that here. Well, 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 why'd you take, why'd you take the job then? Is yeah. your, is your name head coach? No, unless you are head coach, and my or or a coordinator who's you know got some rank, you don't like as an assistant coach. That's what you do. Like there may be somebody who's assigned to do it, but if that guy can't do it or whatever happened, if the head coach needs you to go do something, you go do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know if you're you know, a young coach, listen to this. You know, be willing to do that stuff, and you may hate it. Yeah. And you know you can complain about it, or whatever else, but do it. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, 
don't be willing to take a job that you're not willing to do the extra stuff for, even if you don't think you're going to have to do it. Yeah. Always expect to do more than what you know you're told. Yeah, you're you're not looking for that job to where you can go and do less. I mean, essentially, yeah. like, and that that's kind of my thing. And, and Coach Fields hit on it, and Coach Strick hit on it. Like, just make sure first of all that you're not trying to get out of something that's going to benefit you. Like, because you could be in the right spot at the right time. You might just not know it yet. Yeah. Like, you could be in a good spot. Don't be so quick to – like, if you're unhappy, oh, man, I'm just coaching B-team running backs and I want to go do something else. I, You know, again, kind of what Coach Strick was saying, let your actions speak louder than your words. Like, don't go in there and say, I can do this, I can do that. Just show those guys how hard you can work. And make sure that spot that you're at now – just you better make sure that that's not the right spot before you try to jump somewhere else because yep. it could be. I mean, it very well could be. So, um, and again, I, I, again, just coming from my experience, like if you're looking for something somewhere, you better make sure that you're going to enjoy your time outside of football. That that's a big thing for me now. It may not have been back then yeah. when I was that age. Yeah. But I wish it would have been. Now, I I lucked up pretty much is what I'm getting to. But you know, make sure like if you're going to seek other opportunities you better be able to enjoy life outside of just coaching football because you ain't just going to coach football every single day, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's yeah. not how it's going to work. You know, yeah. you need to find some kind of life balance outside of football. Otherwise, you're going to get burned out yourself anyway. Right. So that's kind of my – and it's just piggybacking off what these guys have said too. So, guys, you got anything else before we close out this aired out session? I feel like that was pretty good. So we'll close that out and we'll come back and then we'll jump right into the overtime segment. All right, jumping into our overtime segment. Uh, so we had one of our buddies, Coach Faulkner, uh, shout out. I hope he's listening. He's been listening a little bit. So, yeah, he has been. Um, he sent in something that we're probably all, like we said, all going to agree on here. But So he sent something in on Twitter, and it was J.J. Watt. So J.J. Watt is talking about the quarterback sneak, and I'll read out his tweet that he sent out first. Okay. All right, this is from J.J. Watt. QB sneak is the single most difficult play to stop for one yard or less, without a doubt, especially when you add pushers from behind into the equation. We'll never understand taking the ball five-plus yards away from the line of scrimmage to try and gain one yard at any level. So where we're at here is – and Coach Faulkner tweeted at us and said, this needs to be discussed. So I think there's a couple of different ways you can look at it. I think we're on the one-yard line here. It's – First and goal or fourth and goal, I don't, it don't really matter. You're at the one-yard line. And J.J. White, I think he was referring to a game the other day where I saw they snapped the ball, ran, and they, and they were in under center, and he turned around and ran backwards, handed off to the guy, and then he got stuffed. Yeah. So you guys are defensive guys. Uh, Strick's been both. So just kind of give us your thoughts on this topic right here. Who wants to go first? Well, um, Coach Strick, you've been on both sides. Yeah. Drop some knowledge. Well. I mean, quarterback sneak, you know, there's – in most cases, there's no element of surprise. So, I can see why people want to go from the gun on that because, you know, trying to keep teams balanced. Yeah. But, you know, also, I mean, if you get a – as long as you get the snap and you get a good push, you should get it. But, yeah. you know, there's, there's also times, too, where, you know, defense, you know, has – they got leverage and drive everybody back. Um I don't know. I mean, there's there's positive, there's positives and negatives about it, and yeah. you know, and anytime anybody gets stopped, you know, from the gun, like, oh well, if they'd gone under center, they'd gotten it. Well, all right. So I'm gonna ask you this question, Coach Street. I'm gonna ask. It's a two part question. Okay. You're the O line coach. Yeah. For I don't care whoever it don't really matter. All right, it's fourth and one. uh, Bishop Sycamore? Sure. (laughs) Bishop Sycamore. Absolutely. So you're the O-line coach at Bishop Sycamore. You need one yard to win the football game. And your offensive coordinator, head coach, he – so what do you you want him to call right here? Like just – We're we're getting that dang yard. (laughs) I mean, do you want him to take the snap, turn around, run backwards, hand it off, snap in the gun, or you want to run quarterback sneak? Personally, I would like to do quarterback sneak. Okay. All right. But I'm not an OC, so – I'm going to flip the coin on you. Now you're a defensive guy. What do you hope they don't run right here? I mean, or do you are you okay with them snapping it back five yards? Yeah, I mean, defensively you got to prepare for everything. Yeah. So I mean, regard like whether they go under center or if they go from the gun or 
heck, heck they they quick kick it. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, you got to be prepared for it. I don't know why they'd quick kick on the one yard. <laughs> button, you know, they're trying to get that one yard push. Like, a, yeah. Do you have? Do you feel like your team has your your defensive front has a better chance to stop? Oh, he turns around and runs it backwards and hands it off or snaps into the gun, or is it going to be tougher for you to stop them just taking the ball, snapping to the quarterback and trying to get in the end zone? Theoretically, it's tougher to stop when they're just lined up and doing quarterback sneak. Yeah. Okay. Coach Fields, throw you in your two cents here. I mean, I feel like we're talking about it because Coach Faulkner sent it to us, so we're going to talk about it. You also aren't getting anything else past that unless your quarterback's just an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. What you got for us, Coach? Um, so, I'm a defensive guy. I mean, I I know things about offense. I know I say I'm a defensive guy. But um, it's a loss to me, especially the coordinator role, if we're in that situation defensively. I've already chalked it up to a loss defensively. Yeah. Um, there's 100% you coach the kids up, like Coach Strick was saying. You prepare them for everything. But – Fourth, fourth and one, fourth and goal, first and goal at the one, like anything at the one or one or less, you failed defensively before that. Yeah. You don't want to be in that situation. So that's just me as a coordinator. We, we haven't done, whether it's coaching or the kids or the technique, we've screwed up something to allow the offense to get there. That's already a loss for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being straight up, as straight up as I can be. Now, you, one yard to win the game. Yeah, I mean – We've screwed up. <laughs> you you laugh, but like I've done something, or my kids have done something, and we have screwed up. So now, of course, football is all about opportunity and next play, right? So have a next play mentality. If it's fourth and goal, Cam Smith, drop your nuts. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to quarterback sneak, it's drop your nuts. And I would much rather them Pete Carroll that thing. And throw the football. <laughs> yeah, I'm still mad about sneak. that. I'm still mad about that. And there are times where it is good to throw the ball. Heck, this is a guy, defensive guy that likes to get in empty. Like, yeah. Yeah. there are times to throw the football. But talking about what I'd rather see, I'd rather see the, that cat getting doubles or gun or you know what I mean. Or yeah, run play action. Go ahead. You yeah. know, I don't want that kid running quarterback sneak for a yard. Yeah. I don't care if they've taken a snap under center before. Like, that's 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 tough, bro. I mean, that's a different mentality up front, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I say that's a loss for the defense. You, you've screwed up. You know, you, you're you're in a bind. So, now you got to drop your nuts and get after it. Yeah. Well, I mean, heck, seriously. Well, heck, half time, you know. You could execute, but depending on where they spot the ball, because you can't really see. Exactly, you're just kind of guessing. Exactly, man. I mean, that's why the sneak is very effective with all these pushers and all this, especially in high school. There isn't replay. Well, and I can you say know. from experience. I mean, I played quarterback in high school, so I, I I can't remember one time that we needed a yard and we ran quarterback sneak that we didn't get it, except for one time, and but it wasn't because we didn't get it. Like I got into the end zone, my arm, my whole like my elbows are in the end zone, but it's a big pile right there. And then these dumb high school, I'm sorry, these amazing high school referees run in, and because after the play, like I've already crossed the goal line, and now these other guys are pushing me back. They come in and they see where the ball is at now, and it's like, oh no, he didn't get it. But I definitely got it. You're, it was against, you're not salty about that. Right? I am. I'm mad because the the fair was in town, and we were playing Riverside. And it, I got a touchdown, a rushing touchdown that I didn't get credit for, and I'm mad about it. Well, shoot, I recovered a ball in the end zone, but ref looked at me and said he already scored. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my homecoming night. So there you go. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a fun little topic. J.J. Watt, if J.J. Watt says it's the toughest thing to stop, I'll take his word for it. Sure. It, it if is. If you need one yard and you got a quarterback. It, it definitely is. I mean, you're I mean, snapping it a half a yard to go a yard. I mean, you know, it, yeah. I, I don't understand why people snap the ball in the gun from the one-yard line. I, if it was me and it was 100% my offense, I don't think I would ever do that. Yeah. That's just not – just doesn't make very good sense to me, but ninja. Yeah, yeah. there you go, ninja. So let's <laughs> sneak that bad boy in. Yeah. So, all right, that's kind of the one thing we want to talk about in overtime. Uh, last couple things before we wrap this bad boy up. Got anything, Coach Fields? I'm just, I'm kind of a hot take guy, so I'm excited for this episode, man. This is something that you know not a lot of people are doing or talking about, and it's serious stuff. You gotta, you gotta know these things, especially as a young guy or 
even guys our age, we're still learning how to do this process, you know? Yeah. Coach Strick, anything before we roll out? Oh, no, I mean, it's been a great time here at the Death Star. Yeah. Yep. Nine trademarked yep. Death Star. Two T's. Two yep. T's. Yeah. Um, yeah, so again, uh, you know, by the time you hear this, we've already wrapped up our uh, improving the offseason. We had some great guests on. We got some exciting stuff coming up for you here in the next couple weeks. Uh, you know, really excited about putting some of this content out. So, you know, again, if you're listening, we appreciate it. You know, shout us out on Twitter, the Twitter, and you know, go to Spotify, rate us a five star. I don't know if any of that stuff even matters or not, but you know, go do it anyway. Yeah, and, rate us, review us, and I believe it's follow on Spotify, not subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Follow us on there, and you know. If you want to, you can. I think you can like put up notifications. So yes. when we drop an episode, yeah, it'll it, it'll man. pop up. I mean, Simple. again, send us questions, DM us. Doesn't matter. You can you know tweet the at yca underscore podcast, or you can you know tweet the rest of us. We're on there. Um, but again, we're excited. We're having fun. We hope that you guys are getting something out of this thing, and you know we look forward to you know upgrading in the future and and continuing this thing that we're on. So you guys good? Yep. All right, signing out from the Death Star. All right, that's all we've got for today's episode of the YCA Podcast. Thanks for listening, and make sure you go to Spotify and hit that subscribe button. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter at YCA underscore podcast. Follow, like, retweet, and share the YCA Podcast, and feel free to send questions or content ideas you'd like to be covered in the future. Thanks again for listening. This is Cam Willis signing off. Until next time, see you.